Angel Talk is a special podcast presented by Raise for Rowan, a nonprofit organization that helps families who have lost a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. For more information on our organization or to start giving today, visit our website at www.raiseforrowan.org. This podcast would not be possible without the incredible, generous support of organizations like Smead Capital Management, Chris Hallett and Edward Jones, J&I Power Equipment, Olympia Orthopedic Associates, Robert McFadden Real Estate, Vickerman CPA Group, Timberland Bank, Academy Mortgage, and listeners just like you. And now, here's the pod. Welcome everybody to Angel Talk. I am the ambitious angel mom, Bryn Johnson, mama of Rowan Lee Johnson, and I am your host today, and I am joined with the most beautiful wild woman of God evolving, Tiffany Evans. Hey sister. Hello, my svelto sistra. How are you this morning? I'm just happy to be here with you. I'm happy to have you here with me. We're excited. It's like makes my Monday bright. Yes. Same. I'm not at work. I'm with you. Like, it's a win. I'm at work, but I am with you. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Double win. It is so great to have you here. Um, Everybody, we have a lot to talk about today. As if you've heard our last podcast with Tiffany as our guest, we just free flow from the heart and from the spirit. And we have a lot to discuss. And Tiffany is such a wise, wise person person um, that walks in faith and is really a vessel from the Holy Spirit. And she has helped me with so much of my healing. And I hope you can remember her from our last podcast that she was on as a guest, but she is so insightful. And we are actually going to talk about Tiffany's book that she wrote today, Running with Jesus. And um, it's not only inspirational, but it takes you through a a walk with God and a journey of Tiffany's healing. And um, she's, you know, really transformed and matured her mind and her body and her soul along this 10-day journey that she shared her personal entries of her diary running with Jesus. And we're here to kind of go in depth with you guys from breakthroughs and revealing destiny and healing from pain and hurt and just everything. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> There's a lot in the book. Um, and just so everybody knows, it it is totally free, totally available. If you go to Instagram um, and just look up Running With Jesus, I it's me reading, so you're going to have to bear with my voice for long periods of time. Um, but it starts from the beginning, from the introduction all the way through. I do have one of the pastors at my church right now. She's going to do the foreword. So that will be added in at some point down the road. But um, right now it's there and it's available. And I just really felt that was the purpose of it was to put it out there. I mean, you really were my inspiration for that. And we've talked about that. But just because I know you work, it's not always easy to sit down. And Mm -hmm. I love the way that you did it. I knew that you only had a week at a time. So I feel like the spirit really led me through that to release it that way of Every week I did a chapter till it was done, and that kind of gave you time once a week. And 
and the feedback in that when you were listening to it. And mm-hmm. it just really made it even more of a unique journey in itself in the way that it just was disclosed. And then we prayed about this pro- podcast and what to share and what to talk about because we were both like, what, do we, what are we going to talk about? What do we want to do? And mm-hmm. I just really felt the reoccurring message was the book. And I did feel done with it. I felt completed in this journey. But I do believe that there's something in this book and in this message that is needed, related or correlated with Race for Rowan, with one of your listeners. So I'm I'm excited we're here to plant these seeds and hopefully bring somebody a word that that gives them the relief and sets them free again. And that's really what this journey was for me, was was a journey back to myself, which is love. You know, I think we're I am a wild woman of God, but my innate nature and my authenticity and my freedom, like God is love. And that's mm. it was my journey back to love and and an unconditional love, not attached to outcome. And I think with this loss and with death, there is a similar journey we all take with any kind of loss we experience in our life. And for me, I realized in this that it's not always the loss of the person. It's that we have so much love left in us to give them and we don't know what to do with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it hurts to hold it and it, and you want to change the outcome. But unconditional love is is finding ways to continue to love those people even if their role in your life changes whether they're present whether they become your angel um whether they make decisions to take a different path in life but it's the awareness understanding that your love for them never came from that person and it's not dependent on those that person being there or showing up the way you want them to that love was a gift from god and and continuing you to love them um, mm-hmm. unattached to the outcome and leaving them free to walk their journey out their own way without it being what you want it to be. And, and that was not an easy journey getting there, but there's freedom in that. And, and that's love. Like that's real love to me now. Wow. <laughs> uh, she leaves me speechless a lot, you guys. Um, but so I wanted you to share like you say you were called to write this book and you were called to run and you'd never been a runner before, but like Jesus put it on your heart to just run. And like, I mean, can you share like, where did that feeling even come from? Like, how do you describe that? So yeah, not a runner, never been a runner. Um, the, the feeling I would describe it as is I've looked up intuition lately and intuition is it's defined in the Greek, I always take it back to the Greek, but it is inner teacher, your inner teacher, which is mm-hmm. that spirit within you, that feeling within you. The Holy Spirit, holy means to be set apart. So it's the spirit within you that's set apart. It's the spirit within me that's set apart. It's what makes me Tiffany. It's what makes Bryn Bryn. It's that thing within you that's different. And the starting of this book, the opening line in Romans is, be not conformed of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what it was. It was this call to go within to quit listening to without and um i i don't know how to explain it because it's not of this world it's not something that like the world told me to do it was something within me that called me there and it's it's not an audible voice where i hear god and he speaks down from the mountain and it's this it's it's this knowing within yourself to follow something and it's that feeling that you know it's right mm-hmm. and 
most of the time for me, it's not what my flesh wants to do. It's not, it is not what I want to do, but it's what I know is right to do. And that's, that was my uncommon obedience, but it's led to my word for this year is unshakable joy. And that uncommon obedience has led me to an unshakable joy, which is the, that time that I took to be obedient and follow him took me to places and carved out time with my maker that unshakable joy means an immovable awareness of God's grace, which is the undeserved favor over my life. And this book is is kind of a detail of the unshakable joy. It's these women that God put in my life for this journey. It's the call he called me to. And it's the realization that even in even it, even though things didn't turn out the way that I wanted them to, it doesn't make the love any less real. It doesn't change the undeserved favor I felt through that relationship. And then even through the ending of it and the women that remained through it and the connections there, like it's just this awareness of the blessing and grace over my life that mm-hmm. I've never done anything to deserve, but feeling immovable in the joy that stems from from getting to have it from having a love so big that it hurt to lose it and i think with loss that's something that ties into everything and then seeing what remains afterwards even and realizing with an awareness that i'm still favored i'm still loved i'm still surrounded by it the love's not gone it's different but i got all these beautiful things it's the beauty from ashes 100%. And you even say it's the pain of loss that stretched the capacity to love what you had. Yes, Brene Brown, I wrote, that's so funny you wrote that. I wrote down this quote to share here because it has to do with our manifesto of the brave and brokenhearted. But Brene says, there is nothing more powerful than a skinned and bruised heart. Mm-hmm. And this was my journey back to myself, to that fearless loving. I you know, they say show up wholehearted in your life. And and for me, wholehearted is loving, but I have a really big love and it's scary even to me sometimes. So you, there's that fear of the attachment to the opinions or how others are going to receive it. And this was my journey of detachment of, it's not dependent on anybody else. It's, this is the love that was put in me. And I am I am dishonoring myself. I am serving a disservice to the world when I limit that in any way. Like I am here to shine love. That's it. That's my job. That's my whole purpose is to sow love. I'm not, I'm not even powerful enough to, to grow the seeds that I plant, to sustain them. That's not my job. My job is just to be here and be love. But I'm bridling myself and stepping out of my integrity, of my freedom, of my authenticity when I dilute that or don't share it. And this really, this book for me was breaking free from the limits I'd put on myself. And it was, we talked about in the last one, the the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And we all want purpose and we all want belonging. And this was my cave. This was my shame and my fear. And... I stepped into it and in that I I found my belonging to myself again and in that my tribe was able to love me better and I was able to love them better in that. I was actually going to ask you that because clearly like throughout this 10 days of obedience and you're running, you experienced like a breakthrough. Yeah. 
And is that when you like really felt like that was your purpose? Was that the breakthrough that you really felt came out of it of like what your grand purpose was here on earth? Or I mean, how did you, how did that reveal to you that like this is what your purpose is, is to be here to love and to spread that love? Yeah, I I think that my purpose is slowly being chipped away, but that breakthrough was it definitely broke off the fear because perfect the Bible says perfect love cast out all fear. I experienced a moment in my life where I just had this realness. I don't think there's anything I can ever do to convince anybody that God is real. But because of moments like that in that moment, there's nothing you could ever do to convince me that he's not. Mm. I sat surrounded in the love. And that, I think that undeniable awareness that God is real, that God is love, that I am surrounded by it all the time. It's a truth that I return to in order to stay in my freedom. And I think it was a huge tool in my tool belt. It was a, it's truth. Like, you will know truth and the truth will set you free. It is a truth, a, a deep, deep truth that was validated in that moment that I think I knew, I believed, but I didn't know. Like there's a difference mm-hmm. between believing and you learn something, but when you know something, it's when you have the opportunity to walk it out and test it. And it was tested in that trial and proven true. And then from there, there is definitely a a godfidence that came from that from that breakthrough and that right. step that it's in the book like I say it's like the glow stick like once you light it you can never unlight it it just has to shine now like I feel like that moment cracked my glow stick and that's a no going back moment for mm-hmm. me and I think we all have those moments in our life whether it's on the trail in this one-on-one moment um but you can be a believer, but then there's just that moment in your life where you know God is real and God is love. And then you don't fear other things after that. And I think that's where I'm at. I'm not right. afraid. I quit being afraid to love, to really show up in love. And I think I did limit myself in that, in loving myself, in loving others, and just feeling like it was going to be too much. Or um, if I didn't do it a certain way, it wouldn't be enough. And those are all shame. That's all shame thoughts and shame triggers and perfectionism is birthed from shame, from that feeling of like, I am bad. I am not enough. And that moment, which it was a journey to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've talked about shame so many Mm -hmm. times in the past with multiple podcasts, because that correlates so much with, you know, loss in pretty much any aspect. That's just part of your grieving process too, is to go through that shame. Mm -hmm. Um, But to really hear your breakthrough of being able to acknowledge that and live with that for a moment Mm -hmm. and shed that and not have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. In any, in any capacity of if, you know, what you're feeling shame about. That's so amazing. You've had so many breakthroughs. And um, before we prepared for this podcast, I listened over and over and over to multiple chapters throughout Tiffany's book. Um, And she talks a lot about honor. Um, And that was a big, a big chapter for me as well, because it's not only about honoring others, um, but it's about honoring our hurt and our pain Mm -hmm. and living with it. Yeah. And guys, that's so hard. And we always talk about that 
um, because nobody wants to sit with their pain. Mm-mm. Well, in honoring to the, the definition, I think is so important. When we talk about honor and when I talk about honor in the book, uh, the Greek root of that word means to place high value on and high worth. So wow. it's wow. placing value and worth on your pain. And that is really a swamp to enter in yourself. But I think what I've realized in this journey is that I listened to Brene this morning on my way here and she talks about how we fear entering this swamp, not realizing that when we don't enter it, we're slowly sinking in the quicksand anyway, and it's a slow death. So you either face it or you're slowly dying. And that, I think for me, my fear, the pain in this loss, it was so big that I couldn't carry it. And it was the same thing with my dad. It was like, I can't walk around with this on me or in me. I've got to find what I'm supposed to find in this so that I can get back to myself because mm-hmm. you're, you quit showing up in life. And I think that's what, that's the quicksand she's talking about. When you don't face shame, shame can exist in empathy and in understanding. And I think that's the power of this podcast. I think that's the power of these conversations. I think that's the power of me and you when we when we talk with each other, when we have our moments is that you may not understand the exact experience, but I know that feeling. I know that feeling of shame is, is self-based. Guilt is not necessarily a bad thing. It can motivate you. Guilt is behavior-based. So Mm. changing of behavior. Shame is that feeling of, of I'm, I'm bad. I'm not enough. I'm broken or I did it wrong. And it's, it's a self-belief But when you sit in empathy and in truth of who you are, who your maker says you are, not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by renewing your mind, you get around people that can renew your mind. You get in the word, it renews your mind and it speaks truth to you. And the one who created you, like we talked about the iPhones, you go to the creator and you stop believing what all these apps tell you or what all these messages tell you that you are these viruses. You reset to your default and you go to the creator and you say, what am I made for? What am I created for? And that truth, and when you know that and you understand that and you build on that, you become more than you ever could have imagined. And it's free and it's beautiful and you just get a love, but it's not, it's unshakable. Your love becomes mm-hmm. unshakable because it's not based, you're not plugging into outlets. I'm connected to source. And so, so cool. I'm just going to love you. And this is what I'm made for. And if they don't love you back or they don't return it or it's not taken in, you understand and you can see from that place that like you're just plugged into outlets right now, but you trust that like when you're ready, it's it's their journey. They're going to write you in as whatever character of their story but this is your story and you know the truth of it. And that changes nothing. The character they write you as changes nothing. It's just that you that you know that it's truth that you're writing. And, and this was this book for me was, I heard this quote and it was like, have the courage to tell your own story. Be brave enough to tell your own story, but kind enough not to tell anybody else's. And I don't think we can tell anybody else's story. I can't speak for the story of anybody in this book, including the women that um, I wrote about, but I did have them read it first to be like, you know, do you feel like you were represented in a way that truly reflects you? And um, and they were all like, yeah, they felt seen, but I can't even take credit for it because it really, 
I've never had an experience like this, but I felt like a vessel and that was my prayer. Mm -hmm. But I feel like these are things that God 100% revealed to me. We had to rewrite it. And the honor chapter was the hardest one to go back and write. And, And I love that you pointed that one out because this one was facing those dark corners that I didn't even want to admit were there. Right. Well, we, nobody wants to. Right. And just believing that I was healed and like I was, and I was set free. But even when you're free, uh, Joyce Meyer said it this way. She said, you know, when you're freed by God, like God unlocks the prison door and he opens it, you still have to walk out. And so I was sitting in a cell still, but like, I'm free, I'm free. And like looking out, but I hadn't actually walked out the door. Mm-hmm. And it was that walk out the door was the honor chapter. And even going back to write it, it held yeah. up the book for a couple of weeks because I was like, I did it. I'm past it. I don't want to go back. But when you go back, when you have the courage and the audacity to face yourself, to face your shame, to face your fears, it doesn't hold the pain power it did the first time. And each time I went back and now it's just it's just a chapter in the book and part of my journey, but it, it was like a learning experience. Oh, yeah. An evolvement. A huge evolving. That was yeah. a huge evolving chapter. It, just even the idea of honoring your hurt and placing value on your hurt was um, hard to accept when you go sit with those hurts again, but then you see the truth of it when you have the courage to do it. Well, and I think... I'll, I, for myself, I'm not going to speak for other people, but I do think it's hard sometimes to even know what you need to face. You know, when we're going through the motions of life and we all have, you know, our busy lives and we're parents and we're distracted, it takes a lot of like concentration and focus to actually acknowledge and face our hurt and our pain. Mm-hmm. Because we might not even know, like like Tiffany mentioned, we might not even know, we might think we're over it until we have some downtime to actually, you know, meditate on it or pray about it or be spiritual in that way. And, you know, those demons can come rearing their ugly head all over again. Mm -hmm. And it might be a milestone that we thought we already conquered. But, um, and with grief, I don't think we ever fully conquer them. I think that there's always going to be those moments in our, in our journey that they do come back. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think we evolve each time that we open that door. And like, like Joyce said, um, come out of the cell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that, the, the evolving in it. I think that they do come back. I, I 100% agree with that, that mm-hmm. they, it reoccurs. But also each time it reoccurs, it may be hurtful, but I feel like there's a wisdom in it. And God doesn't bring those things back unless there's more to learn and more. It's like, like Shrek, like I'm an onion. Yeah, don't peel me. It's just another layer of the onion off. And there's mm-hmm. there's deeper truth and deeper wisdom. And when those painful moments come up and those almost triggers come up, looking at it as something of value and of worth, like there is something of worth and of value in this trigger, in my anger, in my crying, in my anxiety even, there is something of value here. And that perspective shift changes everything because it becomes a learning opportunity. You become the observer of your life instead of sometimes when you're in it, you get so clouded and it's hard to see straight, but you almost are watching yourself on this journey knowing that that part of you that is connected to Rowan, that part of you that fills the loss, that part of you of love is still connected to all of it. And this is just something experiencing that to 
to get to that love and, and observing yourself almost going through it. And it's not always easy, but you do get better at it, at kind mm-hmm. of becoming the observer of your own life and being more intentional. That's the book was like more about intentionally living my yeah. life, like with an intention and not just like getting caught up in it. Like you do have to go with the flow, but being intentional about who I show up as in the world. And I love that because sometimes we aren't showing up as our best selves. And I feel like the book has been revealing to me as well. And like you were talking about observing, you know, our our own selves, it also kind of helped me look at like my husband or just people, you know, that I surround myself with and how I observe them. And it might be different now because I might be able to understand their actions because of what they may be feeling inside versus letting something upset me by taking it personal. I have to remember that they might be going through something too. And so it's kind of, I guess, helped me have a different approach, not only to myself, but to my loved ones as well. Take a minute to do our very special and intimate sissy signs. If you are a new listener, a sissy sign to me is... um, anything that I feel a connection and a sign from above from my angel, Rowan. And we usually have our guests share their own personal sissy signs with their loved one or their angel. But today, Tiffany has her very own special sissy sign from my angel, Rowan, because they have their own connection. It actually talks about it in your book, Tiffany, in chapter Stride. Will you share your sissy sign with our listeners? I will. So my sissy sign of Rowan that showed up after she passed is butterflies. And this is not like you see butterflies on the trail, but butterflies just appearing. And in chapter 11, at the end, I reference it because I I'd kind of sat there and I was remembering and, and sitting in gratitude. And then I remember when I was on the trail, I was praying and I was like, God, you know, I just, I really want to feel your love right now. Like show me your love. And my little rolling butterfly showed up. And when I would get to the the splits in the trail, I always said, spirit, lead me. Spirit, which way do I go? Well, when I was running, I was debating on whether to turn off of one trail or just keep going straight. I was like, God, show me more love. And I looked down and there's a little white and a little blue butterfly. And they're going down the trail to the left. And then they just kind of followed me and kept appearing between my legs as I was running they would show up in random spots in the trail, and I just knew that it was Ro, and she was just playing and dancing on the trail with me, and that's how she shows up always just to let me know that um, I feel to validate whatever message I've had is when she shows up or if I start to doubt that I'm on the right path. But a lot of times she shows up with her butterflies, and she brings this silliness and playfulness to me because they're always dancing between my legs or dancing around me and previous to this that that's never happened to me I've never had those and so I know they're Rowan and she just comes to play and lift my spirit and make it a little lighter in moments where I might get too serious or too heavy and she just brings me back and just validates for me that you're on the right path you're right where you're supposed to be and let's play a little along the way Oh, I love it. I know I love her. Yes, so again, Tiffany Evans, Wild Woman of God. Check out Running With Jesus. It is free. It doesn't cost a thing. You just go to her Instagram, and you can listen chapter to chapter. 
and see beautiful pictures and go along this journey with her. And Tiffany, I love you so much. Love you so much. Thank you for coming to be on Angel Talk Podcast again. It's always a pure joy. And you are a bold light girl. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks you. Yes, I love you. Thanks, you guys. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.